Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and a deep dissection of the new hit single by Taylor Swift. Nope, nope. My name Heart is minus. Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly, hey. Brad Polly, hey, hey. and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. I realized the other day that that sentence makes no sense. Um, the way it's phrased. You have the most T-Swift songs, so yeah. don't worry about it. Um, yeah, the T-Swift song totally rips off I'm Too Sexy. So. Mm, good song Sweet. to rip off, because that, yeah. <laughs> that was a major hit. That was a mega hit. It, it brought in millions, broski. <laughs> um, announcements, check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com. Um, we will be recording our 100th episode in Bloomington, Indiana, and you are invited January 6th, 2018. Um, details are on our Facebook Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Yeah. Let me lit AF. So yeah. since you've mentioned crappy music, uh, let me mention good music. Buy the record from the band Low Tom. Yeah, it's good. L-O-T-O-M. Low Tom. Two words. Uh, Dave Bazan. Dave Bazan. 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 God, Bazan. I always get that wrong. Uh, he's the lead. Uh, T.W. Walsh, one of his friends. And then one of the guys from Starflyer 59. And then another guy from another band. Freaking ridiculously it's good. good album. Album. Yeah, Starfire was awesome back it in the day. It does not have a bad song on it. Nope. My only complaint is that it's not like 30 minutes longer. Um, speaking of great songs. What the fuck is this? <laughs> We've turned the page yeah. for a new day has dawned. Yep. What is right and what's wrong? I have no idea who this is. Oh, come on. I've heard the song. Is this Ray Bolt? No, it's not Ray Bolt. For him. Um, it, our conversation, this is a, a teaser for the Zach Coke conversation. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Were you here for that conversation? <laughs> yeah, I was here. I had the song stuck in my head the whole time. Wait. I hate Someday. you so much. We all will awake and look back. I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. with this Just goddamn to find song in my head. What we've lost. Here comes, here comes, here comes. Break it down. We need <laughs> to get back <laughs> to the basics of life. The heart that, that is pure and the love that is blind. Faith that is fervently grounded in Christ. Hope that endures for all time. <laughs> okay, my God, man, how many uh, how many youth group uh, musical like plays were done? None with of that my song. Youth group. Oh, I, I had to tell you that. I had a whole week of of uh, camp that yeah. was the oh, basics of life. Good. A lot of miming that was done to that song. Yes. man, that shit is so good. It still holds up. Does no, it? no, yep. it doesn't. No, yep. because it never sure held up. Sure doesn't. It was never, it never held up. That was standing on jelly legs uh, from the beginning. <laughs> that song is so great. I give it a, a five star review. Right yeah, now. <laughs> Speaking of great songs, <laughs> this is much better. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna need some fluids. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? I like Yeehaw! that. We sang it like in the like 1940s film noir. 
Hey, hey, what are you drinking? You, if you can't tell at home, <laughs> Hi, we've, we, we've, we've already tried uh, uh, one beer. Now we're on beer number two. And I took a shot before. Why? Because YOLO, Brad. You only live <laughs> once, Broski. And you only live shorter. Broski, you, uh, Broski. Shots drive are, after, sh- well, after drinking well, that much. I'll, it'll, it'll have worn off by the end of this Will episode. It? Maybe. Yeah. Um, so we we had one beer while we were interviewing Zach Hogue, who's mm-hmm. coming up. Episode. Spoiler alert: Zach Hogue uh, is coming up. What what is it? Hey, friends from Avery Brewing Company. Come on down. <laughs> we have the vanilla bean stout. We have vanilla bean stout with it's vanilla. It's a real corker. Stout with vanilla beans, aged, added, aged in bourbon barrels. Aged like your grandma. <laughs> This tastes good or my name's not Buck Cannon. Did you say Buck Cannon? <laughs> it, it was a really good beer. Uh, it was a vanilla bean stout from Avery Brewing Company in... Crap, I looked earlier. Oh, Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. So. Hi, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, it gets better as it gets a little bit warmer. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it started out pretty good and then it got better. It got better, yeah. And now I'm... Nice. It's it, what, what percentage is that? Oh, it's no. probably pretty high. Anytime you're talking imperial stout, you're talking high alcohol. Oh, 11 percent. Yeah, yeah, I could feel that. Really? Yeah, well, not feel I'm it, but nothing. I could taste it. Yeah, I, the the rage is just it's it's just coursing all the yeah. alcohol straight through. <laughs> like <laughs> the, just, the adrenaline's just evening it, it out straight through. Yeah. Uh, why are you, why are you rageful? <laughs> yeah, we have another beer. A number of reasons. Oh, we have another beer. Yeah, um, that's not why I'm ragey. Um, uh, in the words of Taylor Swift, just shake it off. From Brooklyn Brewing Company <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York. Come on down. <laughs> Brooklyn dated a girl named Doris in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I, be I drink a beer while riding the subway in New York. <laughs> I gave her a good rogering. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. I took her out. She hauled my ashes. <laughs> um... <laughs> This misogyny brought to you by <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Brewing <laughs> Pastors Podcast. What a bunch of assholes. It's really kind of fun the to talk go- like that. The Bad Boys of Christian Podcast. <laughs> bad, bad Boys? That was on a show named Cops. I, I, was, I was literally like... <laughs> I was literally like this close from without your permission changing all of our like signage on Facebook, Twitter, our 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 you would have heard website about it immediately. to the bad boys of podcasting I just to see you. how long it would take mm-hmm. before before you guys said something. About three seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm not on any social media anymore. I know so, that. Yeah, it would leave the fate of this podcast in Matt's hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what strong hands they are, uh, indeed. <laughs> my hands small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. It's a little jewel for you guys. Boy, oh, boy, that's a deep. That's cut, a huh? deep, deep. That's not cut, even man. like a popular jewel song. No, it's not. Uh, it's a deep cut, man. Uh, oh, oh my God. We're the bad boys of progressive, uh, progressive Christian podcasting. Or my name's not Fancy Dan Taylor, and we see Jewel. Um, anyway, from Brooklyn Brewery in Brooklyn, New York, uh, the improved Wait, was Jewel that Snaggletooth girl that yodels a bunch. <laughs> She's had Invisalign since then. They're much straighter. No longer yodels. She's hosted at least one television show. Did she? 
I think so. I think she was like a judge on one Can of those. I, was she not on? Was she not on? She seems like one that would be on like that celebrity dance show. So like, no, what's that show I don't. No, I can't. Dancing with the stars. I don't Dancing watch, with the quote stars. Believe it or not, <laughs> Dancing with the quote unquote stars is not one of the shows that I watch. But I, believe, I am actually shocked at that. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> just can't find the time. What with all the other <laughs> shitty television yes. you watch? Yeah, I'm currently watching C.S. Keen. Wasn't there a diving with the stars? Like a diving show? I don't know. That, like they hurled like oh, they hurled like fat celebrities off of like th- there was. I, did, I never watched it. Be a good I, idea. They should have Trump, but then they should tie fucking concrete blocks to him. Um, that's called The Apprentice. That was a perfect um, ten. You freaking sinks to the bottom. I have watched every episode of The Apprentice. Sad to say. Boy, he can really hold his breath. Donald Great. Trump, you're part of the reason he's president Don, now, Michael. Donald Congratulations. Trump, better reality star than president. So no, he wasn't even good at that. You didn't even watch I The watched Apprentice. Five seconds of it, he's uh, an asshole. Can I read well, this bottle? Asshole, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. my God. This weekend, Matt reads the bottle. It's from Brooklyn Brewing Company. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> I know all that. <laughs> I can't do it. Brooklyn, Roger what? Girl in Brooklyn. Well, that's in New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> all right, go ahead. That's where the Statue of Liberty is. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's an old fashioned ale. It's based off the, the classic cocktail cocktail, the which old fashioned, are which are fantastic. Yeah, yeah I th- I thought something was up with this beer. Yeah, something it's brew, um, based on the classic cocktail. Uh, it's rye botanicals oh, and whistle pig rye gosh. barrels. Uh, I assume it's aging. Boy. That. Yeah, the, I get just it. The aroma that makes sense on that now. is it's, pure it's, orange. Yeah, it's it's really good. That makes a lot of sense. It tastes better when it, with that in mm. that context. Yeah, that's freaking fantastic. It's literally like oh a, my god. It's literally like a beer with a beer and old fashioned combined. Dude, yeah, that's, that's unbelievably good. Ridiculous, and for twenty five dollars a bottle, it should um, be. Yeah, thanks guys. Uh, this round is on the Pastors Pub. <laughs> thanks guys. God, um, that is man. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Thanks to uh, supporters on patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, we offer exclusive episodes of the pub, pub crawl uh, and turd talk, as well as hymns of reconstruction at any level. Uh, you will get access to the uh, pastors pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life spirituality and just about everything else. Things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, Matt McGraw's turd talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was really good. So, yes, if you haven't listened to that yet, check it out. We touched on a lot of different things, but it was a a, a good conversation with uh, uh, Tim's brother, <laughs> or Quick Draw's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, so oh, Matt oh, McGraw, I'm more excited about being Quick Draw's cousin than I am Tim McGraw's brother. <laughs> yes. um, we also talked about uh, the Nashville statement and. Brad wants to talk about it a little bit because he's not on social media, so he needs to. Okay, so I didn't to, know anything about this yeah. until fasten your seatbelts, folks. Late this afternoon, I just get your helmets I was, on, motherfucker. Late this afternoon, I was I had to get on Twitter just on our pastors one to do the get the feedback all worked out or whatever. And I was on our mentions, and I noticed that we got tagged in a post about it or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is this? So I, I look on there, and I was like, what are you? What? Mm-hmm. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So if you're if you don't like explicit language, just go ahead and skip ahead a couple minutes because <laughs> okay, I'll give you five seconds. Do, 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 do. We need to get back to the basics of life. All right, you done. All right, fuck this. Yeah. No, I mean seriously, like. Yeah. <sighs> the th- here's the the timing you is put, unbelievable. No, the timing is the timing it's makes terrible. perfect. No, no, the timing <laughs> makes perfect sense because these assholes are once again emboldened by the asshole in the White House. Yeah. 
Because now all of a sudden, every fucking racist and bigot and everybody that hates anybody that isn't straight and white can come out of the woodwork and, and, and give their shitty opinions. Mm-hmm. So if you've signed this national statement, you happen to listen to our podcast, you probably don't. But just in the off chance, I want to give a big, hearty fuck you. And I mean that fuck you just as hard as possible. Because <laughs> yeah, these, you are talking about people. Yeah. Not yep. an issue, people. You don't know any gay people. Because you couldn't possibly know actually any anybody in the LGBT community and, and know them and love them and then issue the statement that you issue today. If you think that Jesus cares more about your doctrine than how you approach humanity, you are fucking wrong. You're blind. Yeah. You're blind. Yep. We're not the blind ones. You're the blind ones. If you can read the New Testament and read Jesus... Read the words of Jesus, not the words of Moses, not the words of Paul, the words of Jesus, period, full stop. If you can see how he related to people on the margins and people in outcast communities, and you can issue that kind of statement, you're fucking blind. Fuck you. That's John Piper, James Dobson. All of them. Fuck every one of them. Yep. All right, I'm done. John MacArthur. I'm mad on the internet. Yeah. Uh, not, not one name on there made that made me surprised. Not Matt one Chandler. name on there surprised me at all. James McDonald. Uh, these don't, even, I don't even uh, get, on there, get on there and read them. And then those are the people that you can just ignore. And then go find a group of people that are going to love you. Even if that group of people are Buddhist, Muslim, mm-hmm. whatever they are, atheist, find that group of people that will love you and just kick those people to the curb. Yeah. I hope to God that people like that get to heaven when they die and they are met by a gay person. Mm-hmm. That's, that is the <laughs> ideal scenario. Yep. And they're met with an embrace. Yep, and the organizations that these people are behind, Moody Bible Institute. It's, 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 it's not the usual shocking. suspects. It's, it's, it's not shocking. Southern Baptist it's Theological the Seminary. This, it's blah, the people blah, put blah. this orange dickhead in the White House. Yeah. It's yeah. the yep. same fucking people. Yeah. Jesus. And I would like you to know that there's, that was signed by 150 pastors. There's way more than 150 yeah. pastors oh, there's, that love the LGBT community. Yes, yeah. there are. So yeah. just eat a freaking dick. All right. All right. Also discussed in the pub, uh, debating uh, Joel Osteen's reaction to Houston. So the, um, a lot of people attacking Joel Osteen, a lot of people defending Joel Osteen, surprisingly um, defending Joel Osteen. Um, it's, it's, it's been a good conversation. Like, uh, I don't like Joel Osteen anyway, so I'm just always going to jump on that bandwagon just because fuck him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think there's some merit to, to why they didn't open up the church, but that said... Uh, if they, want, if, of, if they those, wanted to open up their church, they could. It's one of those internet stories that there's no way to know the Here's truth my about thing it. about it. Well, here's my thing about it. I looked at this, that conversation. A lot of that conversation was happened before I got off yeah. social media yeah. altogether. Um, I kind of I see good po- points on both sides. But here's my thing. Why did they lie about it? Yeah. Because yeah. what they initially said was when people were like, why are you not opening your doors? Oh, we're flooded out. Uh, the parking lots underneath is flooded. Uh, the roads are flooded. You can't get in. And that was found to be a lie. And only after that was found to be a lie did they open the doors of their church. Yeah. Why lie about it? Yeah. Did they open their doors to the yeah, church? They did. Yeah. They got, mat- they got inflatable mattresses for people and stuff like that. So, so. like, I, 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 I think there were yeah, good points. Yeah, people literally drove think, to the church. I think were there like, were good points. Open. I think there people were good here. points on both sides. But why lie about it? Yeah. Why not? If, if, if those things were true of, like, we can't get enough volunteers here to help. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. They just say that. Yeah. Don't go well. We're flooded out. We can't like, say the road on the way here is closed. Say, say whatever. I mean, like, just which don't, was why, true. The why highway why there is, was closed. Yeah. But 
I mean, I'm sure if they were willing to to, to board people, then that highway it, would open up for that Can somebody get purpose. Joel Osteen a goddamn haircut? What is he doing with <laughs> that? Still, still. It's a helmet, bro. He it just straps it, it on. God, what... He's the dude's worth fifty million dollars, and he can't have a better haircut than I'm that. I'm guessing his haircut costs quite a fortune. Actually. But it, it's it's I, I don't. I get I a better just, haircut at Great Clips. I for 16 just bucks. don't get it. I don't get it anyway. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> what else was discussed? Uh, Pub. I missed a bunch. After so. eleven episodes, uh, people are still tagging me in pineapple shit. <laughs> yeah, they really yeah. are. All the fucking time. <laughs> you deserve it. I, I'm fine with it. Like, send me all the pineapples. I don't care. You've systematically ruined pineapple for me and for a whole <laughs> slew of people. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, as they say in Moana, you're well, you're well, you're welcome. Hmm. Never seen it. Uh, I've seen it. I haven't seen more that actually. times than I could count. Good. My kids liked it. It's always on in my house. Always. <laughs> Um, and then last but not least, Rachel Samson. Is that, the, is that the Hawaiian movie with the alien in it? Or is that a different one? No, that's uh, no. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I've seen that. Uh, the Rock. Moana. Uh, Wait, The Rock's the in The Rock that? is in, yeah. The yeah. Rock's. Dwayne Johnson? Who? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who's that? He gives the people's elbow to Moana. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do, you, the, do you smell what? Spoiler. Do you smell what, what Moana is cooking? Yeah, do you smell what Moana is cooking? Please tell he's, me he says that. He's not Moana. He is uh, a demigod. Let's not. Okay. Uh, anyway, Rachel Sampson, friend of the podcast and Patreon supporter, uh, alerted us uh, that just two days ago, Ray and Wilman Yoder visited their 645th <laughs> and final nice. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's a call. Nice. A 40-year journey to try God. all the the honky buckets. You know what? The, okay, so like... Somebody be, took a picture of themselves yeah, at... It's uh, in my feedback. Oh, is it? Okay, never mind then. Um, so, like, it would be easy to go, man, this is just stupid. You know, freaking more power to them. Like, yeah. you got to, as a couple, yeah, travel the country, the country and just eat yep. at Cracker Barrel. Do your thing, man. Well, like, and I'm sure they saw lots of other stuff. Like, I doubt right. they just went to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, if you're going to, like, yeah. I think it's important for couples just to find something weird like yeah. that to get on. And yeah. they got on board with it. Good yep. for them. Well, I remember Hillary. Four freaking years. That is one of the advices that, one of the th- piece of advice that Hillary gave her couples was to find something you've never done each of you have never done and do that together. Yeah. Whether it's yoga or yeah, 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 busy right. cracker barrels or whatever, like find something that, that you can <laughs> well, do together. So what's, what's going to happen when they find a the new one open somewhere? It's like, oh, <laughs> fucking God damn. Like, yeah, are you cracker, fucking kidding me? I don't think <laughs> cracker barrels pop up like Starbucks do. They did for a while. Yeah. yeah they don't need more so much. But. Um, so when they arrived, um, uh, employees gave, employees formed a, a clap tunnel of sorts. <laughs> um, and uh, to celebrate their arrival, they also received custom Cracker Barrel aprons with their names on them with four stars, of course, the, the highest rank. Right. A clap so. tunnel. Is that just a tunnel full of whores? Wow. Thank you. Clap trap. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that, Boy, actually. That's, uh, yeah. that's really something. Uh, do we have fat bastards? <laughs> no. All right. With I don't that, think we do. let's go into the news feed. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your Man, fears. Man, that's so good. Oh. I'm going first. Yeah. So this 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 story combines two of our favorite things. 6090. Porn? Nope. Oh. nope. Porn, Porn and 6090. 690. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
Uh, it can <laughs> wait. So I was so I, on satellite radio today. I was listening to I listened to the Comedy Channel. They have a couple Comedy Channels up in the nineties, and Ron White was t- talking about having sex with his wife. And he said, we're so good at him. When he's 69 so long, it turned into a 71. <laughs> <laughs> we created a whole new number. Rib shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, Florida man. No, Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Does whatever a Florida, Florida man does. So that's, that's one of the things. Taking meth, beating his wife. Florida man. Twenty six year old Florida man. Patreon Stokes. Patreon. No. That's his name, Patreon? Slash Slash Pastors Podcast. Podcast. His name's Patreon? Patreon, but it's with two Ts. Uh, Yeah, drug suspect's hidden cash falls out of anus during police interrogation. (laughs) (laughs) But smuggling back, baby. But but smuggling. It's been a while. This combines our two favorite things, smuggling things up your ass and Florida man. Yes. Florida man, but smuggling. So the police arrested a man. Follow, I, I I just don't understand the. At no point in my life has my instinct ever been. I'm going to shove this up my ass. Like I don't understand. Brad's not gay. In case what is it? It's not, I don't think this guy is either. That's, what is it with like criminals that the cops show up and all of a sudden it's like this is going straight up my ass. I don't get it. So well, there's only so many orifices you can stick it in. I, I throw you it out the really window, put it, shove in it up dr- your I nose. Just, I don't get it. Like they're not going to find it at some point. <laughs> that has to come do out. Remember, do you remember this the Family Guy episode <clears throat> where Quagmire and Peter go train with the cops, and they're doing a body cavity search on Quagmire, <laughs> and they pull they pull out like a yo-yo and like a hamster and like a like a weight and like all this shit keeps falling out. God, Quagmire is the best. Hello, nine one one. No, it's yeah, stuck in a window this it's time. Stuck in a window this time. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going again. Um, the police arrested a man following a traffic stop when they found he was carrying an assortment of drugs and a large amount of money. But the biggest surprise <laughs> came when they got back to the station and found the cash had disappeared, but $20 bills were falling out of his rectum. <laughs> rectum Damn near killed him. Shit in 20s, man. Marion County, Florida, United States of America police deputy. That That's that's a what? That was a really poorly written, written sentence. I yeah. read that verbatim. Uh, pulled over 26-year-old Patreon Stokes for speeding in the early hours of the morning Saturday. Cops said in a Facebook post. What a oh. Facebook post like? This guy had money in his ass. Um, <laughs> if he wants to change his last name to slash Pastor's Podcast, so, we'll pay for it. Yeah. What they basically you found was you can't that, just buy good advertising like that. <laughs> uh, so they said they he was carrying a small amount of marijuana and a large amount of currency on his person or in his person, really. Uh, <laughs> on they him, arrested it and brought him to the Marion County Jail. But when they got there, cops said the money they found earlier was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you smell it? Um, Stokes, Stokes claimed that the deputies had already collected it, but that was certainly not true. Okay. Deputy, you know, detention deputies then notice something quite unusual. They observe twenty dollar bills falling from Stokes's buttocks area. <laughs> He's farting twenties. He is charged with smuggling contraband into a detention facility, trafficking methamphetamine, trafficking heroin, possession of cocaine with the intent to sell, manufacture, or deliver. Possession of marijuana and possession of drug equipment. So, so here's this the, guy is not getting out for a long. So here's time. the question: What's he gonna do with twenty bucks in the clink? 
well. I don't Seriously, know. Seriously, <laughs> he knows he's going in, man. Maybe he was just using it as a plug. Yeah, if 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 your first instinct is I don't understand, I got to put this like at no point would that be my first instinct to go. I'm going to shove these up my ass. Like, I, I just don't understand as, as, as much as much as much time as he's going to spend in prison. There's going to be some other things going to be shoved up his well, ass, I'm guessing, so. too. Well, I think so, but, like, I no, maybe, maybe the 20s was to buy off, the, maybe to buy off some of the, uh... If you're, uh, just, if you're just shoving 20s up there, yeah. like, it's... I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this works, because I've never, you know, put anything up there. But I would imagine... Pineapple. Pineapple. I would imagine you'd have to have some sort of practice doing that. I, I mean, I, I don't think a first time you're just I mean, you throwing have to lots be of cash relaxed, relaxed, right? Like I would think that you would have to relax that area for the, I don't know. <laughs> like Buddhist meditation. I feel like we're putting way too much thought into this, Probably. but like, I just <laughs> imagine us getting excited about a butt smuggling. I story. just don't get it. I don't understand. We've, how many stories have we had of guys shoving <laughs> like contraband in their asshole? Like, I don't understand why that's like the first go-to. Buy a bag By or the way, something. This, I don't get like this is this is why you wash your hands after you handle money. Yeah, because yeah. that, that ain't that ain't going. They're not cleaning that nope, off. And they're, they're not still using that it. In a machine it's anywhere. back in circulation. Mm-hmm. That's bros. not getting dry clean. Yeah, that, it's time like that. Remember those times you ate after you handled money? Yes. Didn't wash your hands. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Uh, not to mention that you also like fart on money all the time if you have a wallet. <laughs> Just all the time. Yeah. Ruminates. I got in my car two hours later. Okay. Uh, two hours all right. yesterday. All right. Enough. And you smelled that fire. All was, right. Yeah. I've Moving had that on. Cat, it was like Moving this. on. Enough. Um, in, like, in other butt smuggling news. <laughs> it's like the stale ghost of a thousand farts. <laughs> all right. Enough. Good God. <laughs> I regret everything. Oh. Um, yes. Yeah, I just, I don't, I know. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, those stories pop up quite a bit, and I just, I don't understand. Anyway. Don't you wish we were kangaroos and had little pouches we can put things in? I bet those guys wish that. Well, maybe. Can I just say that, that beer tastes just like an old it fashioned? It does. It literally yeah. does. Yeah. With ale. I mean, it's like. God, that is yeah. just. Yeah, it's All good. right, here we go. If you can find this, people, I have two. What's it called again? Let's, let's Brooklyn Brewery, old fashioned, improved old fashioned. God, that yeah, we'll take we'll, we'll put it. On, it'll be on our Instagram. Um, okay, mm. so I have two. One, one that's this, and then one that's good. Uh, this guy was suspended <laughs> from Twitter after he sexually harassed Tony the Tiger. <clears throat> I heard poor, about this. Poor right? Tony. So earlier this month, the Tony the Tiger, Tony the Tiger Twitter account. Why the fuck does that exist? They're and by great. the way, it's. <laughs> At real Tony Tiger, as opposed to like a fake Tony Tiger account. Is there a difference? I, I don't uh, know. Tony Tiger is just a porn <laughs> link yes. to weird it's fetish Russian, shit with tigers. It's a Russian porn bot. Pineapple. Pineapple. You want to see my tiger? <laughs> In Soviet Russia, tiger, fuck you. <laughs> they they tag the post with. Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh shit! God damn it. Sorry, Zach Hogue. Sorry, um, Zach Hogue fans. Oh, oh, we apologize for all the tiger sex jokes. <laughs> it's about to get so much worse. Earlier this month, the Tony the Tiger Twitter account tweeted out a gif of milk being poured into a bowl of Frosted Flakes, which, by the way, is still one of my favorite cereals. Tiger, barely newer. Yeah, it's really good with ice cream tonight. <laughs> they tagged the post with hashtag blushing and commented on how attractive the cartoon tiger looked on the box. So the tweet says, sure, cinnamon Frosted Flakes. Ooh, that sounds really good. Uh, look, they're awesome. look with ice great. cubes. Ice cubes in the in in that, milk. No, 
And that tiger. God. No. Sh- shut up. Are we going story. through this again? No, you are a monster. <laughs> it, God. Anyway, the tweet says, and that tiger on the box doesn't look half bad either. Hashtag blushing. Okay. So Tony the tiger said that? A 30-year-old Twitter user named Alex Boyveen then replied. Bovine. No, it's not bovine. Bo- <laughs> Boyveen, right? Boyven. <clears throat> Boyven. Yeah, Boyven. Used to That's be into cows. That. That's how I have to say his dead. last name. Boyven. Tigers. <laughs> Tiger barely knew her. Are you done? Tiger, Tiger, would y'all? Tiger, I didn't touch her. All right, go ahead. A 30 year old Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> care to see where the end of that to- tail goes? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, he tweets at Real Tony the Tiger. I'd fuck that tiger. Yeah. Now, so, yes. Yeah, again, just that's weird. I'm so, sure it's just a joke. So, I mean, I, a few weeks after he said that, he did it. He was alerted by Twitter support team that his account would be suspended <laughs> for a week. He was by a tiger. No, his account was suspended for a week by Twitter three weeks later. You know. So wait, wait. Right. Okay. Because why? <clears throat> anyway, there was a two-week gap from the tweet to getting it suspended. So anyway, it's not like... And here's the thing. The whole thing is really strange because the replies to this tweet are typically... Like, there's a ton of them that are sexually explicit. For example, God, I hope that's milk. <laughs> um, I that. One said, "Wow, do the same thing in my mouth, but not with milk, please." Ooh. You're so oh. muscular. Yeah, she, so muscular. God, can I just say, I would absolutely. That tiger's ripped. The worst job on the planet has to be yeah. being a Twitter, a uh, social media person. I've one of the greatest these. jobs. No, so here's one. God. Throws up hands in exasperation. God damn it, Tony. As if Twitter wasn't thirsty enough. <laughs> I like Another one. God bless. I need more of Daddy Tiger in my life. <laughs> There's a picture of Tony Tiger uh, kayaking with two people. Because it, it as it should <clears throat> happen. And it says, without a clean environment, where would, I, where, where would I let my grade out? Hashtag World Environment Day. You can release your grate all inside me, Daddy. Mmm, <laughs> so thick, Tony. <laughs> Please let me suck your frosted flakes. <laughs> God. Twitter, Twitter is just a cesspool. And there, there's another it's an one. absolute cesspool. There's another like one. Follow us. It's at Pastor's Podcast. There's another one I'm not even going to read. <laughs> what, what, what is it? <laughs> don't show him. He'll read it. No. Don't, don't read it. Don't, don't read it. Do not read it. Let's just Michael, say it's a butt smuggling joke. <laughs> yeah. It's, we'll post it. You can read it. Anyway, it's but just you weird. You have to take it out put it back in a bunch. <laughs> 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 anyway They're great <laughs> Oh my god I'm, We're just terrible anyway, people Anyway Yeah it, I just thought It's just weird that I don't understand okay, so that. I don't understand that, Like you suspend that Twitter not, will suspend that but, yeah. Like guys can go on And just call black people The n-word all day long Yeah And t- death to Jews And everything else That doesn't get suspended But saying I'd fuck a Cartoon tiger <laughs> Some people are god. into furries man It's a thing I just don't I, Twitter just sucks yeah. I'm so God Anyway, I feel like so, we need to be affirming of the furry community. Anyway, shut up, so, Michael. God, shut up. LGBTQF. No, no, there will never no, be an no. F on the end of that. The, the opinions on this show are the Michael F- Basinger's alone, and not do not reflect the glorious bastards. Nope. Uh, I affirm choices of the furry community. Here's a good story. Any kind of mascots? <clears throat> will you please shut up, tigers? Shut up. Mickey Here's a Mouse. good story. From BoardPanda.com, 94-year-old man builds pool in his backyard for neighborhood kids so he wouldn't be lonely after his wife died. Oh, awesome. So when Evie Evie Davison passed away from cancer in April 2016, Keith, her husband of 66 years, couldn't bear the silence of being at home alone. He said, you just can't imagine what it's like. You cry a lot. That's just the way it is because she's not here. 
So the 94-year-old retired judge decided to install a swimming pool in his backyard in Morris, Minnesota, and now he has so many visitors that his house will never be quiet again. Uh, it's a 16 by 32 foot pool. Uh, was installed early, earlier this year. Um, despite having three adult children, Davis has Davison has no grandchildren. But as one neighbor rightly told him, "You kind of adopt our whole neighborhood of kids. These are your grandchildren." Uh, oh, no longer shit. no longer feels alone. Although he does not he does enjoy a quiet swim on the rare occasions the pool is free. He said, um, "Dude, that's beauty from yeah, ashes, man." Yeah, man. And, and there's just a. there's just a picture of him Dude. just watching just sitting in his chair watching kids swim. That is. That yeah. is just freaking awesome. Yeah, I just yeah. I saw that. I thought that was uh, with all like the that's shit just that's just taking on, something. That's just taking something awful and like your good. grief and yep. making something good out yep. of it. Man, yep. God, that is and there's like there's fantastic. pictures of, like ten, twelve kids in the pool. Man, and that's awesome. Diving board and I mean there's all kinds of stuff. So yeah, just a, just a great guy. So kudos awesome. kudos to you, sir. Uh, product updates: M uh, Ms to uh, debut an an Oreo inspired. Wait, M M&M the rapper or M Ms? M Ms uh, debut an Oreo inspired flavor. It's called Eight Mile. It's called <laughs> Cookies and Scream um, for Halloween, I assume. Thank um, you. Yeah, tastes like desperation and poverty. <laughs> tastes like a trailer park. Man, I would love. Wouldn't you? I'm gonna try M and M's cookies and scream. Oh, I will. Too. Oh, I love. One. I've got yeah, big bag I mean, of caramel. That, none of that sounds bad. Yep. Yeah. Um, bad news for Nathan Miller West. Uh, Domino's and Ford will test drive a uh, self-driving pizza delivery car. <laughs> what do they do? Just shoot it with a catapult out the side of the car? <laughs> no, they're test driving in it just, Michigan. It just doesn't even, the car doesn't even stop. It just freaking throws it at your house. <laughs> it shoots it at your door. It does. It's got a freaking trebuchet on top of it. and just freaking launches it at your house. It's a catapult. <laughs> it lands on your front window and kind of slowly drips down. Oh, my God. I have not heard that word ever used in an actual sentence. I'm pretty sure. We got words, bros. We got we got fancy words. <laughs> You're just sitting in your house all of a sudden. You hear, boom! <laughs> there's just pizza, a freaking crumpled pizza, pizza here. laying on your porch. All the pizzas are delivered yeah. via catapult uh, tied to it a brick. Goes right through your front window. <laughs> See how does this work? I, can we stop with all the robotic bullshit. Yeah, self-driving so, cars so are actually, a horrible the, idea. The car that they that they're testing is not self-driven, but what they're trying to do is testing how people would react to a self-driving car. So it's the, the basically the car rolls up with the driver, but they're told that it's a self-driving car. They come up to it. There's a screen on the outside, and there's speakers on the outside that kind of prompts them what to do. They push the screen and hey, then, friend, your pizza's here. <laughs> and then it out pops their pizza out of the back window. I would Tiger assume. barely knew her. <laughs> Just tells you like shitty jokes from like in nineteen forties film yes. noir voice. So it's basically they're trying to test out like um, uh, what that last fifty feet is in terms of like the customer experience. So. Um, it's pizza. Who gives a shit? I know. Well, it's, it's just a gimmick, man. Well, I mean, I, I will give Domino's one thing. They at least, they kind of try to just set themselves apart with some different stuff. Yeah. Like good pizza? Well, I mean, I, I wish we had one. <laughs> I wish we had one. When we lived in Illinois, when we lived in Illinois, we had one like five minutes from our house. We ordered it all the time. It's it was good. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like the big chains, it was mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I haven't had uh, Domino's since they changed all their yeah, stuff. It was good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, another product update uh, for those of you who wear uh, yoga pants. Um, cause I assume everyone who wears yoga pants does yoga. That's, that's right guys. Right. 
What am I hearing? Uh, it's just my my computer. Um, <laughs> we're not doing the yoga pants thing. Just read your goddamn story. <laughs> but I, really, everyone who wears yoga pants. We're not doing this. Just read does it. Yoga? Anyway, uh, chemicals <laughs> yes, in... Yes, everybody does yoga that wears yoga pants. Michael, read your story. <laughs> uh, chemicals in yoga mats may cause infertility. Uh, study oh, shows. Well, neat. Um, I so, already been neutered. I was going to say... Yeah, so a couple's trying to get pregnant via... Went ahead and got those tubes tied in the last C-section is what we did. Uh, I'm, I'm not fixed. Uh, <laughs> Probably want to go ahead and step you, on you that. You really yeah. need to be. Can we Just get Michael a yoga mat, please? You know what we need to do is when he actually does that, we're doing a live podcast while he's doing that. Oh, God. We're not doing yes, a live podcast. While I'm, I'm actually going to give you the injection snipped. in your ball sack. Um, <laughs> there's multiple injections, by the way. Let's, okay. And there's one right at the root. That's the one that made me jump. <laughs> Do you feel that? No? Do you feel that? Yes! No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, okay. So, anyway, uh, the, there's some sort of flame retardant uh, chemical that's in the mats. Why, that, can we ask why those need to be flame retardant? <laughs> like, what are you going to be doing <laughs> on a yoga mat that needs to be flame retardant? How hot is the hot yoga? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I don't understand. Also, uh, if you uh, are trying to get pregnant via uh, in Vertro. In vitro. In vitro. I can't. There it is. He uses one big he word. In vitro. That's when you do it upside down. It, man. Was, it was Nirvana's in worst vitro. album. Can we just agree? It's, in vertro. It's the B, worst it's the B side to in utero. Uh, <laughs> if I wouldn't have read it, I would have been able to say it right. In vertro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're trying to get uh, pregnant, it in was like vitro. all Courtney Love songs. It was bullshit. Go ahead. Uh, try to minimize your contact every with... every whole album. It was their John and Yoko you... album. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're trying to get pregnant via... In, I can't even that, say it right. That's the joke of the in night vitro. right there. That's solid shit right there. Uh, if you're trying to get pregnant in vitro, um, <laughs> minimize your contact with car seats, sofas, computer chairs, and other materials well, treated similarly with so those So stand chemicals. in the middle of your room. Yes. So I spent so much time in my car, even if I wanted to shoot like fully loaded ammo, it ain't gonna happen. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> All right. And my last one. Just spray I know I've got 18 rounds. Right. Um, and I think you'll appreciate this. On a rapid fire. There's a new wrestling villain in town. He's called the Progressive Liberal. I think I've heard of this. Yeah. Um, this is dumb. Uh, it's it's no. He, I think he actually is a progressive liberal, which is pretty awesome. He just basically goes in and it just fl- trolls, flames like, yeah. them. So, so it's basically Colbert. It's basically what Colbert did with, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's snowflake off, off the top rope, Kentucky for Kentucky. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, so his name's Daniel Richards, um, and uh, he's he's gone viral as a pro wrestling villain. Um, he I think he'll, the correct term is heel. He'll gladly. Uh, Rub his lefty views in the face of his opponents and Donald Trump loving spectators. Um, he competes in the Kentucky based Appalachian Mountain. Oh, so 100, 100 bucks says Billy Patterson. He's got, seen this he's guy. got season tickets. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yep, he's this a, is Billy's favorite wrestler. Uh, he wears a Hillary Clinton t shirt often. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, people. And he told viewers in a recent match promo, you people need to be reprogrammed. You continually vote against your own interests. <laughs> Which, fun fact, totally true. Totally true. <laughs> and he said, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to help you get jobs with clean energy. Um, he said, you know what I think? Uh, Bernie Sanders would make a great Secretary of State. 
You know what I think? Bernie Sanders would make a great Secretary of State. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah, exactly. Um, he that's, says, uh, that's pretty macho man right there is what that he was. Said, uh, Ooh, yeah. He said, I want to exchange your bullets. Never do a slip, Jim. I want to exchange your bullets. Turn for- your bones into fertilizer. <laughs> I want to exchange your bullets for bullet points. Bullet points of knowledge. <laughs> oh, uh, God, I bet this guy just gets absolutely torn to shreds. Poor guy. Not a lot of progressives in the wrestling no. fan community. Nope. And often uh, the, ch- the chance the, against him. The are, Venn diagram of like wrestling supporters and Trump supporters is just a circle. It's a circle. <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. circle. Yeah. Um, he says... Uh, uh, often the chance against him are Trump, Trump, Trump. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He said, uh, so it's not like I'm pretending to be something I'm not. I'm just turning it up. So, yeah, Boy, all those yeah. uh, Republican Congress people, boy, they're really small government until a hurricane hits their state, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, also, and, and, and last, last <laughs> but not least, <laughs> Sorry. His, his signature move, the liberal agenda. <laughs> <laughs> so great Love it Alright so before we get we, in We need to order Wrestlemania When you're in paper No we don't Wrestlemania God I freaking There's nothing I hate more Than professional I tell you wrestling. what though I've, I, I went with some co-workers no, in the factory stop. A couple, couple times Went to their house. It was only to watch fun it. Because you were drunk I wasn't drunk You were drunk I wasn't drunk <laughs> Um, You literally told me I was drunk No I wasn't drunk He told me that too He <laughs> said he was drunk He was totally drunk Did I? Yes. Yeah, when you went to WrestleMania, yeah. that we're talking you about? were so drunk you don't remember that you were drunk. That's that where drunk. we're at. I've never been that okay. drunk. It was when he first started drinking, so he might have just been buzzed for all he knew. Anyway, he's been more drunk. It was, drunk still, it was pretty entertaining. Anyway, you guys can have fun doing that. Uh, I don't think it's fun. It's no. not. Yeah. Can we move on? Uh, yeah. Did you guys enjoy that? Enjoy that fight Sunday? Apparently, we can't move on. I so. didn't watch any of it. I didn't. Watch I couldn't some. give a I, shit. They're both horrible people. I hope. Yeah. I w- was hoping Las Vegas would just. McGregor's a racist, a and Mayweather beat the shit out of his wife in front of his kids. I don't like either of them. They're yeah. both terrible, terrible people. So no, I couldn't care less. All right, just wanted to recap that. <laughs> um, I didn't watch it either. I fell asleep early. I wasn't. I didn't buy it. So. It was on Twitter though. People were watching it illegally on Twitter. So anyway, uh, we just got a letter. Um, so I'm going to read it. It's from our friend. We have a letter for next week too, by the way. Yeah, oh, we have cool. we have multiple letters. So um, Jamie Hazel um, sent us some um, some nice decorations. Mm-hmm. One's hanging currently in Matt's uh, kitchen, our living room. What, what? Where are we at? Dining room. Dining room. <laughs> Um, he would have gotten there eventually. I would have got there eventually. You know, where we're recording on like a dining room it's like table. The, it's like the world's worst realtor. Uh, where um, are we at? Uh, I can't really the, see uh, this as a game room. This is Just a bring a in room your where you eat. Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> you put a It'll be awesome. Here. Put a bed over by the window. You'll be fine. <laughs> put a curtain up by the front door. This is where you shower, a.k.a. the kitchen. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, he sent us some some uh, yeah. some they're art. Not, they're not all hits on this podcast. <laughs> he sent us some art. Uh, he also sent some stuff for the Twisted Sisters as well. Um, so they'll have to uh, come pick it up at the hundredth episode. <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not paying to mail that. So. No. Yeah. Uh, I told him whoever gets here first gets it. <laughs> um, and then uh, we also got some artwork. Uh, he made uh, love yeah. wins, so uh, some awesome stuff. But he sent us a letter, which is really fucking awesome. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I assume it's awesome. But apparently, it's, he's a character in Game of Thrones. Yeah, because he he used a wax. It's uh, sealed with the blood of his enemies. A <laughs> wax seal, a red wax seal. So I'm actually gonna open it 
can hear it. It's a scent from Jamie Rad- Radley Hodor. Yes, Jamie. It actually has an H on there. Uh, it's Jamie Radley Hazel. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> It's Jamie Barath- Barathaon or whatever his freaking name I'm is. I'm nervous about actually ripping this letter because it's... Just break the seal, Michael. Good God, Michael. It's Do really I need to read this? Do you want me to read it? It's like here, my let wedding me night all over. Let me I don't it. get to read things very It's like my wedding night podcast. all over again. Let me rip the seal. <sighs> oh, my God. You're disgusting. Really? Person. Give me this. Pineapple. God. So much pineapple. Boy, that's... Uh, all right. You want me to read it? Here, Brad. I was first. Thanks, buddy. Uh, dear Brad, Matt, and Michael. Hey, I was second. You suck. Thanks for having this podcast. After I joined the pub, I thought about making a small something to show my appreciation for y'all. Y'all. Yeah. It's not proper pub without. It's not a proper pub without a sign. This is in cursive. Sorry. Right. <laughs> There's a little tab in the something something to pull. <laughs> To, to make it light, basically, there's and the it lights, lights up. will come on. Love y'all, Jamie at Rickus Rickus Bobas. <laughs> P.S. The watercolor is just for funsies. Nice, thanks, thanks awesome, beautiful. We really it. That's really cool, man. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Uh, let me let me look at the. Let me see if I can read this. No, I know Brad can. couldn't read it. Um, We're posting a picture of it on Matt's wall. On there's a little Instagram. tab in the battery. Battery. That's the word. I Battery get pack to, yep. to pull. That's uh, it. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So the lights. <laughs> that's it. That's it. See, guys. I just taught Brad how to read. You're welcome. How many pictures are you gonna take of that? Well, the first one was blurry as shit. So I'm yeah. taking the second one. I have posted a picture of it God, on. That was. Oh, you did on the on in the in, on our Instagram. Oh, okay. Never mind. At uh, Inglorious Pastards on Instagram. Thanks all for right. telling me when I just took two pictures. That's all right. Uh, I'm sorry to take up the. All right. Can the we move on? Files. Yes. Interview time. Yeah. yeah. Further out. Further in. Let's go. Um, let me get to my, um, <laughs> my introduction. Uh, Zach Hogue is an author, preacher, and creator from New England. Uh, he's a blogger at Pathios and, uh, uh, HuffPost Religion. Uh, he's a creator at zhogue.com, author of The Light is Winning, Why Religion Just Might Bring Us Back to Life. Available now in bookstores. Um, Zach Hogue can be found on zhogue.com, Instagram.com slash zhogue. H-O-A-G. H-O-A-G, yep. All these links will be in our yeah. show notes uh, on Twitter and Facebook, all zhogue. So, we never asked him if his nickname was Boss. Boss Hogue. Boss Man, Hogue. should have been. Yeah. Dang it. Really dropped the ball on that mm. one. Hmm. Boss Hogue. Yeah, Man. that's your new nickname, Zach. Boss yep. Hogue. That's, that is now. Um, he needs to change his Twitter handle to Boss Hogue. Oh, yeah, that needs to happen. <clears throat> Or Z Hog, it, it works. He needs to be Boss Hog. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to write his next book under the pseudonym of Boss Hog. <laughs> he wears a white suit with a white hat. Yeah. Just a good old boys. <laughs> no, let's not. That's <laughs> right. to racism. Um, Never meaning no harm. Zach, I apologize for everything you've listened to <laughs> up until now. Anyone who's a Zach Hug fan, this I is not. I apologize for nothing. This is what we do every <laughs> single episode. He knew the, Zach, he knew the risk. He knew going the risk. In. Zach Hug <laughs> listeners, we. Zach Hug does not stand by the statements made before this moment or after the, the feedback song. So he's in no way associated uh, with the Glorious yes, Pastors podcast. He is. He is not to blame. So yes. don't at him. At. Somebody else like Brandon Andrews or something. <laughs> Here we go. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Further up, further up, further up, further up.
Yeah. Yeah. Zach, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, I'm glad to glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, so my wife is an author. Um, so her and I have had like tons of conversations about the importance of having a good first sentence. And I have to say, man, you freaking nailed it out of the park. Um, your first sentence is, <sighs> the worst things always start with the best intentions. Like that t- time my family moved to a Texas cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking brilliant. <laughs> that, that, that's called yeah. an attention grabber. Yes. That's right. Uh, that's hook. Yes. That's can, hook. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how a dude from Miami goes uh, to Texas and then to Vermont, ends up in Vermont? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an odyssey. It's, it's an epic, <laughs> an epic kind of journey. So you're basically, um, you're basically Odysseus. But, is that what you're trying to tell us? Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to okay, say. Yeah, it is right. a Greek mythological thing about me that you guys should probably know. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm uh, no, so yeah, it was, you know, it really was, I, I was 10 years old and, and uh, my, my, my folks had uh, gotten hold of some teaching from this particular church in uh, a little town called Jasper, Texas, East Texas. And, uh, and they, uh, they were, had been planting a church in Miami for, for a few years. And, um, but this, uh, fella's, uh, teaching had captivated them, especially my father. And it was, uh, then, uh, sort of this slowly, uh, um, growing, uh, desire to, to go there, to go to this, this place where, uh, this guy, uh, uh, was and his and his church and and so we we packed up everything moved from Miami Florida to Jasper Texas and uh, and you know kind of just settled into this semi rural uh, Texas environment and uh, a church that really turned out to be a, a, a full fledged cult it was a cult in the in the pentecostal tradition i guess but it was a cult nonetheless and uh and the lead guy had kind of been uh you know known as something of a cult leader but i guess not enough or widely enough to have prevented us from moving there but <laughs> but we but we yeah but we were there and we were there for a few years and and uh and you know he he was a um a regular on tbn for a while but then got like kicked off tbn <laughs> this, boy when you're when you're too extreme which, for like, tbn that's yeah. uh that's saying something <laughs> it's like that is like some 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 cult leader street cred, yeah. you know, like like <laughs> TBN. Like I was too, yeah, I was too far off the deep end uh, for those guys. So anyway, so yeah, he he kind of jealous was, of that guy. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> he had he has some serious credentials, but but uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was an experience. I mean, you know, I was I was just a kid, but I really did kind of absorb everything that was going on around me. I was old, old enough to kind of to kind of see it all and remember it all, notice it all. And uh, it, w- it just got real gnarly real fast. It was a you know hyper authoritarian, hyper controlling environment and uh, people just so much chaos and, and people's lives being blown up left and right. And, uh, and as I've, you know, kept, uh, kind of in, in touch with certain folks in the aftermath of all of that, I mean, 
just been countless, countless shipwrecked lives that came out of that. There were a lot of folks that were, uh, interestingly enough, drawn to that place at that time. So, you know, late 80s, early 90s. So um, and it did did some major damage. Yeah. How did you end up in Vermont? Yeah. So so basically, you know, the the kind of the trajectory from from those those few years in Texas was uh, was then kind of, uh, you know, our our family went off on a bit of a uh, uh, an adventure of trying to plant churches. My father was trying to start stuff in several places up the East Coast, uh, none of which panned out. Uh-huh. And then it was through, honestly, some uh, mutual uh, friends that we had uh, kind of heard about and then visited northern Vermont. And, uh, and you know, the, 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 the parents were just like, let's just move there. And <laughs> so... <laughs> And we did, and I, you know, they, they they honestly at that point were were pretty devastated by everything. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a get away from it uh, kind of move, you know. Um. But in a lot of ways, though, I mean, you know, they they carried with them, uh, and ongoing, uh, you know, uh, what they had kind of taken on, uh, in that cult experience. And so there was there was a lot of junk that just followed us uh, throughout uh, my my childhood and young adulthood. So, uh, but yes, Vermont, which is about, you know, as far from, you know, uh, East Texas, uh, <laughs> as you could possibly get. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, we, uh, on this podcast, we are, uh, uh, let's say well-known, uh, for <laughs> railing on evangelicals for their sort of obstinate refusal to change. Um, kind of forgetting, of course, that we, <laughs> we were the same way. Yeah. Um, right. And, right. But your your movement from extreme fundamentalist cult to where you are now, which is essentially for for lack of a better term, call it progressive. That's a yeah. labels suck, but we'll just call yeah. it that for ease of conversation. Um, kind of shows that that transformation is really possible for literally anyone from that far to the right to to where you are now. Can you talk a little bit about that process of and kind of what the catalyst was for that? Like where where it sort of be, you sort of began to. I guess, again, for lack of a better term, deconstruct things and sort of go, okay, something's not right here and there's got to be something better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it it, it was, it was, you know, just these incremental steps. I'm sure the way it is for for so many of us, right. but but it was really a sense that uh, as I was was getting uh, older into my late teens, early twenties, um, you know, I was at a point where I just couldn't take uh, the kind of uh, Christianity that I had grown up around anymore. The what I had seen was just you know so destructive, harmful, whatever that it was. It was I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was looking for really for anything that would kind of help to get me out of where I was. I mean, I was uh, still um, kind of in it in a way and still very much, uh, um, you know, not I was wasn't outwardly rebelling, but inwardly I, I was just struggling so deeply. Uh, and the first the first thing that I kind of got my hands on, ironically, was was, uh, you know, a kind of Calvinistic reformed theology. <laughs> and, uh, and this was, I mean, really via the internet, I, I just kind of grabbed on to uh, anything that had some intellectual or, um, or logical basis, I guess. And, and so that 
was a lifeline for me at that time. And, uh, and I really just started to kind of dive headlong into, you know, some deeper kind of theological reflecting, I guess, because I had run into uh, Reformed theology. And, uh, and so I'm grateful for that period as as much as now i i'm completely out of step with it uh, it's like uh it was for that point in my in my you know journey it was it was huge you know and uh yeah. so i i grabbed onto that I and mean, that was that was really you know, part of what uh, led me to, to to meet my wife and 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 eventually get married we we kind of bonded on our our common uh, um, you know reformed interest, and uh, so that was good. And uh, and and then it just kind of continued from there, honestly. And and it was it was a a real gradual kind of awakening. Um, got involved in a a, a very kind of gospel coalitiony uh, reform Baptist Calvinist Baptist church. And, uh, and just through the experience of kind of being deeply involved in that, started to see this theology bearing some really nasty, rotten fruit, not all that different from what I had grown up around. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was another kind of stage of awakening. And, uh, and then it was kind of moving into, uh, into planting a church with, uh, against my better judgment, planting a church and, uh, and then, uh, and then really just, just having that kind of, uh, um, dissolve and unravel and, uh, all the kind of deconstructive stuff that has come about because of that. So another stage, you know, and, and uh, yeah, and I think where I find myself now is in a place where, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pursuing an open faith, one that, that, uh, that is, uh, centered on Jesus, but that, um, it, it has no real resemblance, at least in, in my mind to, um, so much of what I had experienced both in conservative evangelical and, uh, more, you know, cultish fundamentalist type environments. It's interesting. You, you said you talked about when you say you went from fundamentalist to, to sort of Calvinist was sort of like your, uh, your transitionary phase, I guess, um, right. into where you are now. It's, it's interesting because I think there's a misconception with, um, with maybe a lot of progressives forgetting where they've come from that, that there was never just a leap from a to Z. Yeah. Like you had to go through all 26 letters of the alphabet to get to where you are. Yeah. And, and very, I can't, I can't think of one person I know of that just leapt from one side to the other. Like there's always, there's always transitions, a transitionary stages or stage, depending on who you are. Yes. You know, Rob Bell calls it clicks. You know, there, yeah. there's, there's always, yeah. cl there's always clicks along the way. I just, I find that interesting that, and I think a lot, I know for the three of us, we tend to forget that, that we, we didn't just leap from, from evangelicals to glorious pastors. Like there was, there, <laughs> yes. there were many subtle levels to, to get to where we are now. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All those incremental steps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we are uh, all part of the same recovery group. Um, we are former church planters. <laughs> um, could you talk a little bit about your experience with that? Um, what, um, what, what was, what was your heart um, whenever you wanted to start that? And then kind of um, when you left it, what, what, were, what was your, your, your plan? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's interesting because I had grown up in a in kind of a a church planting um, uh, context, you know, and, yeah. and I think in, in in some ways I had almost decided without 
without consciously deciding that I would never, I would never do that. You know, it yeah. was just like, man, it's just, it's just a mess so much of the time. So, so it was, uh, or at least, you know, my experience of it was. And so I was like, no, I, I really, you know, I'm not going to. And then I think, uh, you know, there, there were just these kinds of, of, um, lightning strike type things that happened right around the time that we left, uh, this Calvinist Baptist TGC type church. And, uh, and in, in, in those moments of, of connecting with certain people and getting a hold of certain books and, you know, listening to some podcasts, you know, we were just like, all right, you know, maybe this is what we're supposed to do. Like, um, we live in this very kind of, uh, you know, somewhat progressive, but very post-Christian type of, uh, uh, town. And there's, um, just kind of a, a, a real lack of any vibrant, uh, expressions of church. So, what if that's what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to fix some of these, um, some of these uh, mistakes and uh, harmful practices that we see happening uh, in the conservative evangelical context. We can fix some of those. We can offer something new, and and I think that was really our heart was like. Like we have friends who would never consider going to church and we want to to have something available uh, for them should they ever decide they're interested, should they ever want something uh, um, in in the way of uh, of a life of faith or, you know, something like that. So it really was coming from that place of desiring to reach our friends, to um, to be a part of something vibrant and and uh, and to do maybe be to be a part of something new. And so. So, yeah, so I kind of so I got, you know, we were riding a wave, I think, in a lot of ways. And uh, um, and it was I mean, there were there were good and and beautiful things uh, that happened uh, in the, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, span of of the church's life. Um, But, uh, you know, that that four years or four and a half, five years um, from when we kind of started a small group. Uh, to the time that it ended, um, really, I mean, it was it was a rough ride, you know, yeah. and especially the last year was devastating. I mean, it was just overwhelmingly <laughs> uh, devastating. Uh, no idea where you're coming from. Right, right, right. Uh, relationally, financially, uh, reputationally, I mean, if that's a word, uh, there just was <laughs> so much that fell apart and it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening yeah. to me. Like I swore this would never happen. And, <laughs> what have uh, I done? And, yes. And because so you, ap- you actually sort of like a little bit different than ours. Like you sort of really had kind of the ball rolling there for a little bit. Didn't you, if I remember correctly? Right. We did. I mean, I mean, in, in a lot of, again, kind of, you know, um, at least comparatively or, or proportionally, you know, sure. we're in a place where nothing grows big fast, right, but right. we were reaching a point of, of, um, you know, of real kind of, again, vibrancy and, and sustainability at least for a little while. And, uh, and it really, it, it looked great and, and it was, you know, we were kind of seen as somewhat exemplary, um, especially for this area. And, uh, uh you know, our, 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 our denominations district was very happy. Happy, and uh, so we were, we were stoked, and uh, and 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 all of that, and and honestly, we were we again we're riding that wave.
gave it felt like, all right, we're going to, this is going to work. It's going to be great. Um, but throughout there were struggles and it's, and then it really kind of hit the fan in the last year. I mean, that was where things just got super, super hard. And, uh, um, and a lot of that too, is a result of, and I, and I'm sure like so many uh, planters have had similar experiences, you know, for being in a, in a, like a smaller third tier college town type city. Um, you know, we had, uh, all of a sudden, like every like Southern Baptist church planter and, uh, and like well-funded PCA church planter rolling into town. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we were like, Oh, okay. Like all of a sudden it's really crowded. And, um, and there was, there was a lot of just overlap and cross pollinating and really kind of um led to just um being spread way too thin um for the area that we were in and uh and so again a lot of factors but it was it was it was rough in the final year for sure so you talk about in the book and you you don't really need to read the book to understand this that people are leaving the church in droves um and you actually, interestingly enough, talked about that as, as not necessarily a problem, but a, but an opportunity. You actually said, and I hate to quote authors to themselves, but I'm going to because it's my podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> you, know, you say we might see an opportunity to reflect on what is being revealed. And you actually use the term apocalypse uh, a numerous times, kind of as a basis for the book, actually, sort of a revealing. Um, you say uh, we might see an opportunity to reflect on what is being revealed, embrace the change that is needed, and move forward in newness of life. So... In your opinion, what, not to spoil the entire book, but what, what do you think is being revealed and what are the changes that need to be made right now? Because we're in a really, uh, really ugly time for the church. Yeah, we are. We are. And I mean, yeah, and and, and who knows? I, I don't know when when folks will hear this, but, you know, we just had uh, folks drop this Nashville yeah. statement on gender and sexuality stuff. They'll, and they're, they're uh, here tonight, just so you know. <laughs> It'll be oh, really? Tonight. Yeah, we don't mess around. Nice. Yeah. I love that turnaround. That's yes. good. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just um, it, it's like adding that to everything. I mean, this list of things that are that are just um, it's just piling up, I guess. And uh, yeah, and I think it, it it's never been more clear, you know, um, to me anyway, that we're in a time of, of really rapid and, and drastic change. Uh, in in the American church, at least, um, I think uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at with the idea of apocalypse. The the literal meaning is is revealing. You know, that's what apocalypse means: uh, revelation, revealing, unveiling, disclosure. And I think we are in a time where so much is being revealed about how American Christianity has gone wrong, yeah. uh, how we've gone off the rails, and and really become more like um, empire than the church, more like empire than the way of Jesus, more like empire than, uh, you know, a, a, a sense of, of God's heart, uh, for the world and for people. And, uh, um, and so we we have these power issues and we have these exclusion issues uh, and we have these um, uh, money issues uh, and uh, and we're just compromised. And it, it, it's being it's like every day almost, especially um, uh, with this administration being so closely tied um, to American evangelicalism and uh, and right-wing Christianity in general, there is just a daily kind of disclosure, a daily 
unveiling um, of our like gnarliest stuff. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's I think it's interesting yeah. that you know I this remember is, that's Brad by the way. He, yeah, he showed I finally up. got released from the yes. hell that is a five year old <laughs> soccer practice. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's interesting because I remember back when Trump got in, um, the nomination and everybody's like, he didn't have a chance. And I was like, well, I think he does because the church is going to get on board and people are like, no, there's no way. I'm like, just watch because what we're seeing, and I think a lot of people were shocked, but this is where the evangelical church has been headed forever. Like I would say for the last 30, 40 years, but it just got accelerated with this administration. Like, I don't know why people are so like, if you look back, even starting with like Jerry Falwell, the elder, uh, (laughs) you know, all of in Pat Robertson back in the eighties, like it all started there. Like this has been a long time coming, but it shouldn't be a real surprise. Right. Right. No, it shouldn't. And in fact, I think in a lot of ways, it's it's almost like um, the seeds planted are just bearing their fruit. Yep. You know, it really is a time of of like it's, it's just all the, the tree is full, you know, and we're just seeing it all on display. Right. Um, and instead and it, of yeah, fruit, it's full of shit. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's like it's it. It's just bad, bad, rotten fruit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, yeah. And it's every day. Like, it's, I mean, it really is a sense that like, um, there is, uh, you know, a level of unveiling. I think that we haven't seen before things that were, that were under the surface and were almost, it was almost like it was, it was possible to keep certain things at bay, hidden, behind some kind of veil of piety or uh, or a show of spirituality now it's just revealed for what it really is and for what it has been all along and it's devastating on one hand uh, and but like you're saying on another it, it it makes perfect sense that that it would all be coming out now and uh, it's the time for that you know so would you say it's a good thing I think it's it's it is there's both the 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 um there's both the harm and the sadness and the lament that this kind of of season produces uh which is very real and can't be kind of skipped over um and it's also necessary um it's also like the ripping off of a band-aid or <laughs> the cutting out of 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 some cancerous thing it, it it's necessary for it to be exposed um if we don't have it exposed then it'll continue to fester um you know even this very recent Nashville statement i think while there's a devastating quality to it because of how it will impact and affect real people who read it and who see it in such black and white stark terms as attacking their own humanity and just cutting them off from any possibility of connection with God, with Christ, with the church. It's also a brazenly honest thing that, um, frankly, helps us to um, know exactly what needs to be done, which is, I think, to completely leave behind uh, this kind of of expression of Christianity. 
Yeah. Um, and so if we don't see it for what it is and have it in those stark, clear terms, then frankly, I think we'll be we'll be uh, um, content to live in the middle. I think I would be content almost, you know, just to, just to kind of stay in a middle place. Um, but when it's being exposed, I mean, you can't anymore. And yeah. and that, I think, is the necessary thing. It, it's, you know. Uh, American Christianity uh, has been trapped in a first half of life, ego obsessed, a uh, childish phase <laughs> that has to yeah. grow up. It has to grow up, uh, you know, or, or die. Right. <laughs> but, but it has to, something has to happen here. Um, or else, uh, honestly, we're going to have a, a, a Trump brand of Christianity with all those same qualities, but interwoven into yeah. the context of the church itself um, for, 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 for longer than anybody needs that. So, so it needs, it does need to come to an end. Um, uh, and this is one way or maybe the way that the necessary ending comes about. Yeah. It, it the Nashville statement really draws a line for me. Um, obviously we are LGBTQ affirming this podcast, yeah. our church that's a big part of why it died was because we were LGBTQ yeah. affirming in a very <laughs> in uh, Trump land in, in, in <laughs> Trump, Trump land. Yeah. Uh, but um, man, I was, I was looking at that. I was, I, I read it all just so I would know kind of what it says and the complete and utter garbage that it is. Um, and then I looked at the, the signatures and it's, you know, usual suspects the people yeah. you would expect to, but I kept reading and I'm like, man, there were people on there. I, that I thought were, they, they were right on the verge of where I thought they needed to be or where mm. I thought, where I think they should be. Um, yeah. just, it was just heartbreaking to see, see certain names on there. And it's like, man, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. No, but, yeah. Uh, folks that may be more towards the center or at least, you know, and, 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 and then, then it's like, no, <laughs> that's, yeah. it's not what we thought, or at least they were, they were talked into signing this thing or whatever, however it went yeah. down. And so, it's the same yeah. with the, the Eugene Peterson thing too. I mean, right. that, that, um, that, uh, that really great feeling. And then the next day where it's like, well, maybe not. Well, I need to sell books. So yeah. just, just kidding. <laughs> JK lulls. <laughs> it was a yeah, psych I think, I, You know, yeah. kind of going back to what you said, I think one of the good things about something like the Nashville statement is you can look at the names on there and you go, oh, these are the guys. Like, yeah. th like these are the ones that you, you know now to avoid. Like if yeah. you're if you're an LGBT person, um, you know at least you know okay I'm not welcome there, so I'll go find somewhere else that I'm welcome. Yes. Um, it, instead of instead of them him hawing around, there is something to me cleansing about the mask coming off. And you go oh okay, I mean it's kind of like with all the you know all the overt racists now you go oh okay you're the assholes like right. now I know. I know, I know to avoid you and keep my family away from you. At least we know yes. this is who you are. Yeah. So like, I, I just think, I think there's something to that. Um, you know, when you see something like the Nashville statement, you can at least go, okay, like these are the people you need to stay away from. And yeah. we will then in the thing that's like that these, these people don't understand is that you're like, they're literally killing their future. They are of, of their churches because there's just fewer. I mean, despite what it may look like to me, it seems like there's fewer and fewer people that are holding to that worldview. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you're, you're basically right. selling your future upriver 
for for what I don't know political clout or what you consider to be conservative popularity. I don't know whatever it might Supreme be. Supreme Court justices. Well, whatever. Yeah, but like right, yeah, right. you're 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 you know they're they're selling their future up the river, you know, for yeah. something, and they don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and I think it, it does come in this in this uh, package of, you know, we're we are, you know, seeking to to preserve the gospel, you know, and to right. to yeah. uh, to uh, preserve the, you know, the faith once for all delivered to the saints and uh, and, you know, to to keep it uh, um, pure uh, and unpolluted by the cultural, uh, uh, you know, tide and, and the, uh, um, you know, all of the things that are happening uh, in the world can't affect the purity uh, of our orthodox faith. And, and, and I think that's the presentation, you know, that that's the, the purpose uh, that folks uh, are, are kind of uh, acting uh, on. And, and yet, uh, like you're saying, um, it is so bankrupt of deeper reflection and so um, so content to skim at the surface level of our faith, of uh, our tradition, of our history, and and of the the movements and the um, and the evolutions and the exp- the ways that that we've uh, already progressed uh, um, uh, throughout uh, various uh, points of transition in history. So so to 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 pretend or to present this as all about some kind of orthodox purity without deeper um, reflection and, uh, and moving into, I mean, you know, this can't be that simple. (laughs) And I think that is what is so, uh, um, just mind boggling about it that we can all of a sudden, you know, summarize this to, you know, 15 points or whatever it is. And, uh, and, and that seals the deal that, that, you know, settles the matter and it can't, I mean, that that's impossible. Um, but if deeper reflection is what we're going for, great, let's do it. We, we do need to think all of this through deeply and, Yet um, to to take into context and into consideration um, all of, of the movements and progressions and evolutions that have already occurred up until this point, um, I think it's just an interesting uh, lapse in judgment for everyone involved in a statement like that. So uh, I'm going to back up. I'm going to come back to some of that stuff here in a minute um, and kind of end on it. But I want to come back back up to where you talked about empire because you say in the book, and this is a great quote. That I want you to talk about. Empire is the ocean humanity is swimming in, and Jesus, Jesus' full humanity was immersed in the ocean. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I th- that all three of us are like, man, that's a fantastic, that's mm. a fantastic quote, and I want you to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think this kind of gets to what what a lot of folks are are, are suddenly, um, including myself, you know, suddenly kind of kind of uh, awakening to or, or or talking about, which is um, there is this political thing happening in the biblical narrative that 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 for my entire life I was unaware of. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah, and, so totally. uh, and so it's like because there there there's this over spiritualizing of all of it um, in the evangelical tradition, especially where um, where you know any kind of historical and political context 
is hardly even acknowledged. And uh, and I think that um, for me, you know, my reading uh, of of the narrative of Scripture has been revived by realizing that this whole story is happening in in the context of of empires of of government powers in particular, um, but also just the idea of power in general and uh, and how power is used uh, um, to either uh, lift up the oppressed or to continue oppressing them. And that is always there in the background. Um, it, it seems to uh, uh, give new life and color to almost everything um, that you read in, in, in scripture. So for me, that has just been a huge, uh, um, you know, step and uh, in, in my own reflection and, and realization. And for Jesus's story in particular, um, what we see in his interactions with powerful people, whether it's the religious authorities and the Pharisees or the uh, the you know straight up empire authorities in in uh, the Roman government, um, there is an unbelievably uh, powerful political story playing out there. And it is the same story, um, the prophetic kind of story of um, speaking uh, truth, to power uh, in, on behalf of the oppressed in order to subvert their power and to begin the process of lifting up those who have been uh, pushed down. And, and, and that story playing out in Jesus's own narrative is just an unbelievable kind of, um, uh, you know, realization and revelation in itself. It's something that has the potential, I think, to give new life um, to our faith, to, to, to American Christianity in general, that has been so obsessed with with mimicking empire when our entire religion <laughs> is based on the subversion of empire because there is no uh, earthly empire that can rule with the kind of equity and justice and love that God's kingdom can. And to see that in at the core of our faith as like a shot in the arm, like this is something I can really grab onto. This is something I can be a part of. Awesome. You, you talk in your book about ideology being harmful um, or, or the possibility of it being harmful. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, ideology for me and, and, I, and I know that there's debate on, on, on what ideology means in, in, in different um, uh, contexts and conversations and things. But, but for me, it's really getting at the idea of um, what uh, kinds of uh, Ways of thinking, speaking, living, uh, understanding uh, the world, uh, other people, um, that tends to uh, give us an identity, a sense of identity, a group identity, but is somehow divorced from reality. Um, ideology is, is, is the stuff that we kind of hold on to that, that is, in the end, a kind of illusion. Mm. Um, you can see it, you know, obviously on on mega display with these Nazis, man, <laughs> right? Yeah, who are, no kidding. Who are just absolutely consumed by an ideology that is a, a complete fantasy. It's utter illusion. 
there's no connection uh, to reality at all, scientific reality, uh, um, uh, historical reality, moral, and just just humane and humanistic reality. Um, there's no connection. It is pure ideology that is meant to somehow give meaning uh, to this group of people to to give them a sense of superiority and identity and they're just willing to oppress and fight and kill and 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 and, and ruin their own lives in the process uh, but destroy everyone else's too and uh, and so ideology works like that and for me you know my own uh, um, faith experience ideology was was the stuff that that I was taught and the stuff that I held on to um, that gave me a sense of meaning as being a a special spiritual person with a special calling and this this really incredible uh, um, life ahead of me of walking in power and uh, doing all of these incredible things for God, uh, which frankly kind of turned out to be a complete illusion. And it was something that, gosh, I, I mean, I, I was dedicated fully to it from the time I was a kid. Um, but slowly, piece by piece, that that unraveled. And instead, what I've been uh, progressively, you know, incrementally grabbing hold of is, is reality, is is the, um, the the truth and and the beauty and the love and the kindness. Uh, that uh, ought to be our primary focus and mission and goal, uh, but gets so lost when we are uh, wrapped up uh, in these ideas and and this sense of identity and meaning that divorces us uh, from from lived reality. It would be almost better if we just held on to things a little loosely, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, uh, you quote one of our favorites, Stanley Harvoss. Um, Hi, Stanley. <laughs> Stan- he, Stanley's not listening. <laughs> um, and he he says church growth strategies are the death gurgle of the church that has lost its way. Um, yes. I can remember back in uh, when I was a youth minister, and this is like straight out of college from like around 2000, 2005, somewhere in the middle of that first church uh, job that I held. I remember talking, beginning to talk about what a programless youth ministry would look like. I had no idea what that meant. I just knew, I felt like that's where it it needed to go based on some stuff I was reading from uh, Marco Stryker and guys, some of the guys at Youth Specialties and uh, the Ooze with Spencer Burke and places like that. And you you make some suggestions in the book, right, if you quote that, about moving away from program-centered, superficially relevant institutions uh, towards basically a more intimate model that's sort of centered on the kingdom uh, and the, this deep well of religious traditions that we come from, which are important. Like the problem with most of Christianity, evangelicalism, is that it basically doesn't exist past the first these last two hundred years or so. Like it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. It ignores like eighteen hundred years of Christian <laughs> orthodoxy and tradition. Um, right. And it, it seems to me that what you're sort of calling, and I put this, I had this little note written in the book. That's sort of what it seems like you're calling for, and you can you can basically say this is an accurate assessment or not. And that's my question: is you're, what you're basically calling for is a decentralized decentralization of the church? Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, I, I think it is, and and maybe even um, you know uh, with with a sense that um, by over programming. By, uh, I mean, I think they're really in, especially in the seeker church model, and and even in the, 
you know, in the last uh, 15, 20 years or whatever, even in the kind of the new iteration of the seeker model, you know, the, the mega churches that we that have been born in the last 15 years, the um, uh, even the, the focus kind of on on being a missional and relevant and uh, incarnational in our communities, even that stuff has still kind of operated on primarily on the seeker idea that if we do church in this new, different, cool, uh, um, attractive uh, you know, relevant and meaningful kind of way, um, then, 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 then we'll be all right. We, we will, we'll, we'll grow, we'll have success, we'll, uh, reach more people and, um, maybe stem the tide of, of, of the, um, religious decline that that's happening, um, uh, in, you know, across denominations and movements right now and, and somehow kind of be the exception to the rule or, or get this thing kickstarted again. And, and for me, that is like, uh, um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, uh, um, it's missing, it's missing what's dying <laughs> uh, by, by trying to, to breathe new life into one aspect of it. And I think what's really happening um, and what we need to acknowledge is um, we've got to get back to some kind of an irreducible uh, bare uh, essential of what the church is so that it doesn't uh, essentially become everything to everyone and an absolute mess of programmatic obligations. And I I feel like, for me personally anyway, and, and for pe- a lot of the people I know, and especially in the place that I live, I feel like, you know, there is, uh, there are a million ways to, 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 to uh, have community. There are a million ways uh, to serve and to be a part of social justice movements. Um, you know, I live in a progressive place where uh, where all of that is happening without the church. Um, people are finding that in all kinds of places. And so for me, the the decentralization is in the deprogramming, but there's also kind of an irreducible core uh, that I think is what makes the church unique in the first place. And and, it, and that I think is is religion. It's it's the practices, uh, uh, and the tradition that um, that has always marked and defined what Christianity is. Not to say that the answer is to you know have some kind of dry, lifeless, <laughs> rote religious experience, but. Uh, I do think that um, that the hyper relevance and the seeker mentality of trying to be all things to all people in order to get more folks in the door and really wear them out with all the obligations it is absolutely counterproductive. Um, I think in these days we're coming back to an, a, an absolute irreducible core. And from there, it's it's about living life. You know, and, and, and that's the decentralization is, is, man, I, I, I want to serve God and I want to be a part of what God is doing. But I want to do that in my life 
as I'm gifted, as I'm called, as the spirit is leading. I don't want this to be programmed and obligated. You know what I mean? And so that's really kind of where I'm landing. And I, and I hope that speaks to where others are too, um, that, that, um, you know, the, the over institutionalized and programmatic, even though it looks cool and new and different on the surface, it's it's the same stuff that's going to wear us all out and get us thinking, man, like, why am I even doing this after a while? Um, so, so where does the church go from here? <laughs> fix all the problems. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I need yeah. you to fix 30, it all you have for 30 us. seconds. Go. 30, 30, 30 <laughs> seconds to, to, Fix it to all. Ruin, potentially ruin my career. No, <laughs> um, no, no, I, 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 I think, I think where we go from here, uh, is, um, is to get, get back to, to, to those irreducible elements. Um, I don't think, uh, that getting bigger, uh, more attractive, uh, adding, and 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 putting pieces um, on uh, to uh, um, the basic apparatus is going to be what helps in the long run. I think that's a temporary kind of fix. Uh, I don't think that is what uh, helps. Uh, for the long term. Um, so much of that gets wrapped up too. And the way, uh, um, the, the ways that we've gone wrong in the past, uh, when it comes to, um, power, uh, and wealth and, uh, and exclusion and entitlement. And so I think overall that we've got to get back to the irreducible elements, a, a centering on Jesus, um, a, a deepening in religious tradition, uh, and then a facing out into our real everyday lives and just living into uh, the work of the kingdom and the work of the spirit. You know, God's gone out before us into our everyday. You don't have to program it. There aren't a list of obligations. There's life to be lived and beauty to be found and love and justice uh, to be experienced. And that that's the call. You know, I, I think for me, um, uh, I've run the gamut in a lot of ways in my life of faith. And, and, and I have come back to that point of saying, you know, I, I just want to be a part of what God is up to in my everyday. And that really is going to define where I go from here. Mm, great. Let's, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's end with this question. It's probably going to be a lengthy answer. So, the light is winning. Uh, hey, that's the, the name of the book. There's a book that somebody <laughs> wrote. Uh, you should read it. You should read it. It's called <laughs> The Light is Winning by a guy named Zach Hogue. And um, so you're, we should interview that guy on the podcast. We should. The, 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 <laughs> name, the name of the book, Light is Winning. Um, any cursory glance of the news or, uh, you know, we've talked extensively about the state of the church. Uh, would tend to say that the light is losing. Yeah. What's your response to that? Yeah. Yeah. The darkness has a lot of territory. It really does. I mean, that, that can't be denied. And, and in fact, uh, does it have the territory or does it just have better advertising? (laughs) It's got really good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the case sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, and and I think yeah to deny that would be would be a mistake. Uh, I think that that the reality 
of that needs to be accepted and embraced that that we are in some dark times uh, that there um, certainly is kind of a surge happening right now, I think, um, of things that are just, you know, not good for human flourishing. And the church is taking part in those things, and church in America, in a really profound and, and, and harmful way. Um, and so, you know, yeah, the darkness has a lot of territory. I think, though, uh, that um, if we are grabbing hold of this uh, of this faith about a uh, about a guy who uh, taught um, a love uh, for God and a love from God uh, and a justice and equity uh, that is the heart of God and the heartbeat of God and the way that God uh, rules and reigns on earth as it is in heaven is through this kind of perfect justice and love and equity. And if we're grabbing onto the story that this guy was killed by the empire of power and control and then rose from the dead to show victory, nonviolent victory over that empire of power and control. Uh, if that's the story that we're kind of sinking our, our, our lives into, uh, and we realize that there is kind of this this promised uh, culmination and this end game that we're moving towards, um, where that kingdom will be realized fully. Then I think we can say that even though the darkness has a lot of territory, the light is winning, hmm. and uh, and we can lean into that. Um, it's not false hope or or, or a um, you know superficial kind of positivity that de- you know denies the reality. It's saying I'm going to face the reality and I'm still going to have hope, and then I'm going to get to work because I have that hope. And uh, in that way, the light is winning. Hmm. I like that's that answer. That's the name of the book. <laughs> it there's is. A, there's a book. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Light Is Winning. Um, <laughs> so I, I like that that so but you're saying don't bury your head in the sand and pretend everything's okay it's under it's get to action knowing that the light is going to win ultimately and make it happen yeah and, and yes and, and there's a uh and that hope uh is i think is exactly what drives and produces uh um the reality of light itself that that we work in hope and so light then begins to emerge and, and it, and it is a real thing. And, uh, and I, and I think that, that hoping in the face of, um, these kinds of times and, and, and in the, in the middle of these seasons, um, is about the most powerful thing a person or group of people can do. That's fantastic. Nailed nice. it. Do you have time for a lightning round? I'm good. I don't know what that entails, but sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just question, quick questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your beverage of choice? You know, there's a, um, there's a, 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 a beer up here, uh, called heady topper. Oh, I've heard of it. Yes. I and not get that in Indiana. Believe right. It or not. I know I, it's hard to even <laughs> get locally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to, Guys, yes, you, you must. I, I will make it happen, and it's uh, it's it's wonderful. Yes, it is a, a Send lovely. Send us your address. We'll reciprocate with something equally good from Indiana. Yeah, this I like this absolutely. <laughs> um, how do you like your coffee? 
Oh, you know, black, just black. Yeah, that's a that a boy. <laughs> there are a couple, co- couple, couple coffee purists oh. in this uh, in this group. Uh, <laughs> who is your favorite uh, music artist? That's a t- that's tough. You know, I I think probably it's 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 either like the National or Kendrick or both. Oh, I, oh yes. So it's something like that. Yeah, something like Damn that. Damn is album of the year, and it's not even close. It's not close yeah. at all. Uh, what's what's the last album you listened to from start to finish? Ooh, it might have been, it might have been it, it probably was damn yeah I mean that, I don't think I listened to anything else. Oh, so in that in that vein, have you listened to it backwards yet? No, but oh, I, I oh bro, you need to you need to make a playlist from back to front. It's like it's, backward masking in the eighties. It tells you to go smoke marijuana and worship Satan. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do that because he intentionally made the album like that so it could be listened to back to front uh, i do recommend that it'll blow your freaking mind yeah it's unbelievable yeah. i gotta do it now uh what is your favorite book um you know i i don't even know if i can do it you is know it the, the bible <laughs> no no. <laughs> no it's not no no the bible sucks hard pass <laughs> Third or fourth, it's really I don't know top five maybe. No, it's, uh, no I you know I think I, I would just go back to this one of the most one of the most influential books for me, just in 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 uh, my, my my the life of faith for me has been surprised by hope by oh, yeah. uh, um, the good Bishop N T Wright there. So yeah, that for me I think still kind of has this really special kind of top spot. Um, on my list favorite tv show of all time <laughs> and and this is actually even harder and uh, <laughs> but, um, oh my goodness favorite i like you how know, we, it, i like how we ask you how you can fix the church and you answer for 10 minutes we ask you your favorite tv show and you're like mm, i don't know <laughs> i got you think about that yeah but no i think i i'm, I'm, I'm i think it's mad men i think mad, mad men, men is number one for me um, because I don't think there was anything quite like it uh, at the time that it showed up, and I haven't seen anything quite like it since. Yeah, I watched two episodes of that, and I smoked a pack of cigarettes and drank a fifth of scotch, and I was like, this probably isn't healthy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just encourage certain behavior. <laughs> Um, where, where can people find you online? And we'll post a bunch of links in the, in the show notes as well, but, uh, what's your like preferred method of communication? I, I am basically Z hoag, Z H O A G everywhere. So Z hoag.com, uh, Z hoag on the Twitter, um, slash Z hoag on Facebook. So, uh, Instagram as well. So Z hoag. Zhog.edu. It's a. It's a. It's a it stands against Trump University. You're opening your own university. Uh, Zhog. Org. Check it out. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I those. Darn it. Uh, is there anything? Are there any pract- uh, projects you've got in the works? Well, you know, I, I eventually, I, I'm not sure. We don't have a timeline yet. There will be another another book, um, and. Uh, in the meantime, I, I'm I, I'm working on getting my website up to date so I can start blogging again because I love blogging. So so look for some blog posts in the near future. Nice. Longer uh, than 100 characters. So yes. Is, is the podcast still going on? 
The podcast is happening. Yes, and the podcast really is kind of a, a an audio version of my of my weekly newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter and uh, look for the podcast on iTunes. It's called the Lightcast. So it's like a book on tape every week. It's just a monologue because you know yeah. I just like to be alone and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, very cool. It's yeah. it's it's a really short, wonderful little little. I don't know vignettes of of great things. Mm. Good word, Thank you. vignette. Yes, I mean, man. Where did you learn that? Yeah. Do, you, do you have toilet paper of the week again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I know big words. Word, every of, once word of the week on toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys. It's a real honor, and I appreciate the appreciate the love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks man. man. All right. Have a good one. You too. Now that we puked in your seat, you can tell us what you think the five stars get red but one star is dead feedback <laughs> feedback feedback i already said feedback 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 um ooh ouch oh my gosh yes it's feedback time. Feedback, come on down. Everybody come down. We're going to get some feedback. One star, two star, three star, five star, five stars. Five stars. There's millions in the sky. Oh, yeah, like five. <laughs> countless, countless stars. Ha, 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 ha. Thanks, Abraham. <laughs> God, that bit is dying so hard. Um, you know, if, if, we, if we're going to take anything, we're going to run into the ground, God damn it. <laughs> yep. All right, go ahead. Uh, Apple Podcast mm. Reviews. We don't have any. We don't have oh, any. you rat bastards. You cannot let Bojangles Appalachia win. He's like, bragging about it, too, on Twitter. Well, he's, he's still, like, three to one behind us. Yes, so like, but that mm. said, he is gaining. He's making headway. Well, he had nowhere to go but up. That's a real singer. You're really very damn good. <laughs> It's like I have the New York and the Night. Always Jenkins, Appalachia. Never heard of him. I always end with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you I'm do. Sorry. That's great. I don't think uh, I don't think that was part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Watch out for that Hitler. He's a bad egg. All right, uh, Twitter feedback. Uh, so give us a five star review, guys. Come on, it really means. It really, if you haven't done one yet, do it now so we can beat Bo Jenkins, Appalachia. Yeah, if you haven't done it yet. He says he can overtake us by the end of the year, and I don't see that happening. The yeah, only way right. we'll forgive you is if if you actually do it now. Like, literally, he'll be just un- insufferable if he wins. So, yeah. we can't so give happen. us a five-star of you. Make it good. Erase yours from his. <laughs> no, no. Give him one, too. If, if you listen to Outside the Walls, give him a, bo- a review, too. If you don't, just give us a review. You're listening to Outside the Walls podcast <laughs> with author and speaker Brandon Andrews. Author and speaker Blow Jangles Appalachia. I was in the wilderness of, Afri- of uh, Alaska. Of Africa. Africa. It's, rec- only, it's only a matter of time for you. I recently found myself with the bears. Poor Beth. She's probably trying to get some sleep. She, she hears loves us that yelling. song, by the way. Um, <laughs> all right, Twitter. Brad, what do we got? Oh, uh, is it me? Yeah, uh, okay. you. I hope you're ready. I am. 
Uh, hold on, I'm licking up something real quick. You're licking something up? I am licking something up. All right. Uh, Frosted Flakes? Nope. That milk? Nope. Uh, hold on one second. What are you doing? All right. Um, Just had to bookmark something on porn. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Sorry. Uh, it was uh, film noir porn. Um, Come on now. No <laughs> corrections and clarifications this week. Featuring uh, Tony the Tiger. You want to I see put, what's in I my put this one. I did put this one under alternate Scammer. hashtags. Okay. Uh, from Abby Kelly at Ask A Kelly. Uh, at Pastors Podcast 63, I cannot believe that hashtag Brad Shits Twizzlers won out over hashtag Brad Google's Fat Beavers. <laughs> Always choose a beaver hashtag. Always. <laughs> See, I told you he was bookmarking something on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mentions. <clears throat> so Tara Paul. So we mentioned this earlier that she posted it. Somebody posted a picture of her yeah. at, at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. We're not going to post the picture, but she did post a picture, and I wanted to put this in honor of mention because she put hashtag honky bucket <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, hashtag white people soul food. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Was that her actual hashtag that week? Uh, it should have been. I don't, I don't know it that was, it was. Though. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, Nathan Miller West at Namway Design at Pastors Podcast. Your rating of Lay's fried green tomato chips was absolutely correct. So good. Hashtag. Baby elephant wearing shades. The other two which was uh, not the hashtag Namway. Yeah, it's Namway. baby elephant sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifty-one shades of Biden <laughs> at Shades of Joe. Hi Biden. At Holy Heretics got at Pastors Podcast to mention HH Podcast at least three times this week. Well played, but Biden still gets no love. Hashtag <laughs> Biden too hot for you. <laughs> too hot. Too hot. All right. Uh, top 10. San- Sandra Ann Turnbull at Goddess Kindled. At hey, Pastors at Podcast. Goddess Kindled. At Goddess <laughs> Kindled. At Goddess Kindled. At Pastors Podcast. Thanks for making me blush with the qu- hashtag goddess mentions. Love your faces. Those laughs so contagious. At hashtag <laughs> baby elephant sunglasses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Number nine. Coming in number nine. Melinda Joy at Joyful Turd at Pastors Podcast. So glad you talked about Wait, passion. Wait, she's at Joyful Turd? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. At Pastors Podcast. So glad you talked about passion versus calling and original good. Love you guys. Hashtag baby elephant sunglasses. Love Hashtag you long Hashtag my smile muscles hurt. <laughs> number eight, Liam Moore at Liam Liam Moore. No, I didn't have a stroke. It is <laughs> Liam Liam Moore. Liam. Uh, Pastors podcast. I wonder if he's li- related to uh, Liam Neeson. No, he's not. I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. Uh, I will hunt you down. I am Qui-Gon Jinn and Aslan. Yeah, until he got his ass stabbed by Darth Maul. At past, you know, he didn't get cut in half. At Pastors no, podcast. Darth Maul got cut in half. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got stabbed through the stomach. Yeah, that's right. At Pastors podcast. Thanks for the follow. Seems lots of institutionalized folk are starting to see the light. Keep preaching truth. Jesus loves it. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Number seven, Brian the Tin Man at Brian Odine. The At Pastors Podcast guys got me to do my, quote, almost driving off the road, unquote, laugh this week. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag baby elephant wearing sunglasses. You messed up the hashtag too, Brian, but we'll let it slide. Wow. Number the six, hashtag Nazi over here. Jared Lawrence at Jared Lawrence. Ben, hey, J Law. What's up? Ben, it's not J Law anymore. It used to be. It, well, it's not now. He's always will be J Law to me, Jennifer Lawrence. Been too. thinking about comments on patriotism from recent at Pastors podcast. While troubling, I completely agree. Would move if I could. Yep. I would not move to Canada. I would move fucking I'm, anywhere if I, I had the money. I would be gone. Yep. I'd be in England, Canada, freaking anywhere. 
I'd be as close to Justin Trudeau as I could possibly I'd be get. on Ian Irving's well, couch whole in Northern different. Ireland, <laughs> wherever. I don't Justin care. Justin Trudeau is a whole different story, though. You're, you'd he be is, on his couch for Dude, I am as straight as an arrow, but if that dude asked me, I don't think I could say no. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Would not kick him out of bed nope. for any crackers. Would you butt smuggle him? I, I would butt smuggle him in a hurry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number five. Abby Kelly at Ask a Kelly. Again, at Pastors Podcast, at Andy Redwine. 56, only y'all could combine my love of butt smuggling, dick data, and pizza buckets into something beautiful. Nice. Whereas Andy Redwine then replied, to be very clear, I am not responsible for the content, just the response. Hashtag, do you really have a love of butt smuggling? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, Abby's going to be super happy this week. Uh, four, Allie, at Polly named Allie, Polly NMD Allie. Hi, Allie. At Pastor's Podcast is the cure for depression. My smile muscles hurt. Hashtag baby elephant sunglasses. To which Zesty Spice at Becky, Becky Seville replied, agreed. Hashtag Polly laughs are my antidepressant. For, for those of you uh, who are, are the Zach Hogue fans and don't know what an elephant is with sunglasses, referring to, to Matt's dick and then. Well, well, from college, college. I put sunglasses yeah. on it. Anyway, yeah. just listen the, to last week's episode. Walk around the You'll get it. Number two, Jared Sorry. Lawrence at Jared Lawrence. I can't believe a podcast that speaks about hashtag baby elephant sunglasses convinced me to love again and restore my faith <laughs> at Pastors Podcast hashtag wow. Wow. So just in response. So somebody posted a picture of a baby I, elephant. I will say also, by the way, we can't believe it either. So yeah. somebody saw somebody posted a picture of a baby elephant wearing sunglasses. And I almost responded, yeah, the proportions seem right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it was Nathan Miller. Was it was, I think it was too. Uh, get your, and get this your, was, uh, get your drum roll get, ready. Get, this was the runaway number one. Okay, you ready? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Oh, wow. gosh. Number one, Ian Irving at Batman <laughs> Villain. At Pastor's Podcast, last time I played Gay Chicken, I lost because I was not willing to pay for his breakfast the next morning. <laughs> Like two, like a day after the podcast, I was like, that, "That's the there number one. Yep. That's not getting oh, dethroned." Oh man! Well done, awesome. Ugh. That drunken Irishman's gonna be in my house <laughs> yep. in November. He's co- coming to America. Uh, okay, closing <laughs> he's, time. He's our Irish Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> closing time. What does dumb fuck mean? <laughs> God, I love that movie. All right, go ahead. Closing Please time. Do. Your ribs do, motherfucker. <laughs> If anybody ever wonders if we record this section, it's we don't. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe yeah, to us on Apple thing. Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, bitches. Uh, check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you at patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Support uh, us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub, get bonus episodes of podcasts like Turd Talk and Pub Crawl, as well as as uh, Hymns of Reconstruction. Uh, buy us around and even help shape the content of this sh- of this uh, show, like uh, the Eddie Murphy uh, and not Eddie Murphy, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Patrick Swayze. Movie. Yeah, it wasn't Whoopi Goldberg wasn't doing that though. It was Demi Moore Dem- and Patrick oh, Swayze. Shit. Whoopi Goldberg. I just Are got like eight movies. I just right got now. eight movies Are you mixed serious? up in my head. She's I was in that of, movie, but she is not the sexy lead character in that movie, Michael. <laughs> in my heart, she is. 
<laughs> but she's only the, she's in her habit like sister act though. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my right, god. Yes, yeah, like ghost. Patrick Swayze. You can help shape the shape the content of this All right, hashtags. episode. Um I've got hashtags. Yeah. Hashtags. Hashtag Zach is Odysseus. <laughs> you missed that one. I you missed did. this first too. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag cult leader street cred. Street cred. <laughs> yep. Hashtag standing on jelly legs. Nice. Hashtag get your helmets on. <laughs> is that a Joel Osteen? No, that's what he says. It's when you were getting ready to rant. Oh, like get, get yeah. your helmets on. God. Hashtag do you smell what Moana is cooking? <laughs> Hashtag Moana gets the people's elbow. <laughs> Hashtag tunnel full of whores. <laughs> Pure imagination. I've got total divorce. Come with me, and you'll be <laughs> that might have in the world of a pure, pure imagination. imagination. <laughs> a total divorce. <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't use it, but it's amazing. I don't see why we can't. Uh, <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> Come on now, we got a total horse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> Hashtag butt smuggling back, baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> the stale ghost of a thousand farts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, hashtag butt smuggling Justin Trudeau. <laughs> hashtag Irish Eddie Murphy. <laughs> hashtag in my heart she is. <laughs> I had that one too. All right. All right. Hashtag. Where's Jude? Is he down here? Uh, hey, Jude. <laughs> hashtag fuck the Nashville statement. <laughs> I think that's, that's already my, That's my leader right there. <laughs> Hashtag get back to the basics. <laughs> we need to get back to the basics of life. Oh, hashtag. Did you say butt cannon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to do hashtag butt cannon. That's a good one, too. Hashtag that snaggletooth girl that yodels. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. You're a horrible person. She had it. <laughs> I'm telling you, she got Invisalign or something. Oh, oh my God. My hands are small, I know, but they're oh. not yours. They are my own. Hashtag send me all the pineapples. All the pineapples. Hashtag he gave the people's elbow to Moana. Hashtag tunnel, tunnel full of wars. <laughs> it's really hard to talk it is. God damn it, it really is. Hashtag Tiger Barely Knew Her. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <coughs> Hashtag There's One in the Root. <laughs> that's not what he said. I have that right hashtag for that. Hashtag Invertro. <laughs> Hashtag Snowflake Off the Top Rope. <laughs> Hashtag MJ Basinger, the world's worst realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that 
you did MJ bass singer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's what I've got. Uh, I've got hashtag oh. band on TBN. Uh, hashtag Joel Osteen's haircut. <laughs> Uh, hashtag porn in 69ing. <laughs> uh, hashtag Florida man butt smuggling. Um, and then hashtag right at the root. Was it right at the yeah, root? Right oh, okay. The root. There's one right at the root. <laughs> There's so many I want to use. God. We, can't. we totally can't use Tunnel Full of Horrors, but man, that may be the best one of the night. Tunnel. I personally like right at the root. <laughs> We need another Matt Dick one. <laughs> what, what, is, what is going on with this? I think Beth is giving it to you. No. Your wife just handed me. I don't know. I do really like Invertro. <laughs> How do you spell that? We also could do uh, <laughs> Nirvana's Joan and y- John and Yoko album. <laughs> That's actually we should do that. <laughs> do that. That's no, it. we're yeah. not doing Nirvana's John and Yoko album. <laughs> I would much rather do Florida Man Butt Smuggling. We're doing Tunnel Full of Horrors. <laughs> we can't do Tunnel Full of Horrors. How about right the, the tooth girl? Right at the root. We're not going to talk about Jewel like that. She's a national treasure. She used to be homeless. She has, she had bad teeth because she was know, homeless. Okay, so here's my actual vote. Tiger barely knew her. My my vote is right at the root. <laughs> just turn just turn right at the root. Go straight through the tunnel of horrors and turn right at the root. Let me let me just let me just see if I get this right. We're not going to do Tunnel Full of Horrors, say, but Michael, we're going to do right at the root. Michael takes a moral stand at Tunnel Full of Horrors, but he's talking about jamming a needle in the base of your penis. Got it. Okay. That sounds about right. Right, right at the root could be anything. How about we do right at the rusted root? <laughs> Home away. In the jungle of the mighty Wrong rested rip. Alright, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we what's that? I don't care. Just pick one. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up with the hashtag. Hashtag right, right at the, the root. root. <laughs> Let's do our second Matt's dick hashtag. Uh, it's up on social media with the hashtag. Hashtag oh right at the root. Uh, on Twitter, at Pastors Podcast. I'm not even on. Tw- I'm not on any social media, so don't even try. At Polly named Brad. At Polly named Matt. At MJ Basinger. <laughs> um, Facebook.com/slash Pastors Podcast. Uh, Instagram and Glorious Pastors. Um, yeah. You guys got anything else before we go? Nope. All right. Uh, hold on. What, what do you mean, hold on? What are, what are you playing? Oh, turn this garbage off. <laughs> yes. 
Beth is going to be so Michael. happy, man. Feel it. No. By the way, watch this video on YouTube. Makes Worst no. video on the ever in the history of music First videos. First of all, this song makes no sense no, lyrically. The video makes even well, less the, the sense. The one lyric is the worst lyric in the history of music when he says uh, something about the Kilimanjaro, yeah. the Serengeti or something. Can you use fast forward to the nope. chorus? Oh, man. Just give it a minute. It'll be fine. Come on, Michael. I freaking love this song, man. I turn this shit up every time it's on. <laughs> I stopped a nomad on the way. <laughs> no, you didn't. Hey, nomad. <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta feel him. Oh, man. This... Come on. Hurry, boys. It's waiting there for you. God, I love that song, man. It's, it's, it is literally the worst song ever written, and you can't not like no, it. I you turn have it to love it every time it's in the car. God, it, it is up, the man. definition of an earworm. Yeah. It is the worst song ever, and you can't get it. I will be. I will wake up at three in the morning with that in my head this morning. Too. Be sure Very to check true. out our friends uh, Twisted Sisters uh, on their IT, our Apple Podcast feed. Um, yeah, check them out. Uh, right about yeah. now. Funk show, brother. Check it out now. <laughs> Another that, deep cut. By the way, that show was a mess. What was this whole show? Oh, was a fucking I mess. think it's, it's dear, our best dear, work yet. Dear Zach Oak, we're so sorry. We're sorry. This is our best work yet, and I stand by it. <laughs> it's the Picasso. When we're dead, people will say it's our best work. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs>